0: Oh man, I'm someone who's not at a loss for words very often. But when you ask my favorite food, that's when it gets pretty tough.
1: joined on this episode by Vicki. Vicki is a person that has a lot of great stuff going on including just having published her own book of poetry. She runs her own podcast and she also manages her own website. So check out the show notes to see how you can catch up on all the things she has going on. But for now enjoy our talk with Vicky. Hi Vicki. Uh, thanks for joining, to, joining me today. How are you doing?
0: Hey I'm pretty good. Productive morning. It's pretty gloomy over here in the Bay Area. How about you?
1: I'm doing okay. Um, I'm excited to do this. So just before we get started and kind of getting into things, um, why don't you give a quick brief introduction about kind of what you're up to and who you
0: are? Yeah, sure. Uh, So my name is Vicky Nguyen. I am currently the host and producer for my own podcast, Adulting with Vicky. But I also have a blog called Told by J. Doe, which is where Every day, John and Jane Doe's can share their stories anonymously so that we can find our community when it comes to mental illnesses and overcoming life's obstacles. I'm also a gra- graphic designer by trade and am a total dog enthusiast.
1: <laughs> wow. Okay. So we got a few different uh, avenues to explore there. Um, it sounds like you're into a lot of stuff, but... Um... I want to talk about your podcast, but first I want to talk about that blog because that's actually something kind of similar to what we're doing here, where we have um, conversations with people who, you know, we've never met. And so, this anonymous blog that you've got going on, you found that um, was it created around the idea of mental health support, as it or has it kind of evolved into that?
0: So it actually started for that reason. So for me, I have um, I was in a really terrible car accident a couple years ago, and You know, I have a history of clinical depression and chronic anxiety. But after that car accident, I had to go through a lot of physical therapy um, because of the injuries that I had. And I also had PTSD. And I found that during this whole time that I was healing, it was really hard to speak out about it because I'm not one to bring the attention to myself that something negative is going on. However, I felt that, you know, during that time, I felt really lonely and it would have helped to have a community to lean on. And I know a lot of people have more difficult situations and life events that they go through. So essentially, having Told by J. Doe elevates the idea that all of us have a part of our life story that people don't really know. So that part of us essentially is a John or J. Doe. And with our focus so much on our own life. It's helpful to have the, it's, it's helpful to have a platform to read about other people and find a sense of community in that sense.
1: That's fantastic. So you're helping people bring those kind of darker aspects to light in a, in a way where they feel safe and comfortable. And, um, that that's that's absolutely amazing. That's a really cool tool for people to use. Um, at the in, in the show notes, I'll make sure that we talk about that. But um, how how often do you see people there coming out and talking about these things? Is it is it a pretty active community?
0: Um, it's getting there. So I started this a couple years ago during the summer. And since then, I had a lot of people submit. But right now we're going through a redesign of how I want to format the blog. Um, there, were, there used to be a big focus on the artistic aspect of it. So there were or, always images that were paired with it. And it's all submission based. So now I'm trying to figure out a different way to get people, more people included and be able to get more content out there.
1: Okay, that's awesome. Um, we'll help you get the word out a little bit on that, but I'm really excited to look through that. Okay.
0: Awesome. All right,
1: let's uh, let's talk about your <laughs> let's talk about your podcast a little bit. Um, obviously, that's a shared interest. So, um, what's your podcast about, and how long you've been doing it?
0: So, Adulting with Vicky is the coming of age podcast about millennials navigating adulthood, and the reason why I started that was I found after my post grad. Um, experience it was really hard to kind of figure out how to take care of myself and also learn how to be financially independent and there are just all these avenues that we don't necessarily explore in college like how to be financially independent how to pick insurance all these random quirks of adulthood and so Every week I always bring on a different guest and we talk about their life story essentially with a focus on their career, their relationships, or how they take care of themselves. Or if they're an expert, then they bring on that expertise so that they could hopefully educate me and the listeners.
1: Okay. So it sounds like um, between the podcast and the blog, you have an interest that that runs pretty deep with helping others. Is that right?
0: Uh, Yeah, I would say so.
1: Okay. And obviously, um, you know, people who are helpers out there, they they do it one out of concern for others. That's also fulfilling. Um, What other things kind of fulfill you in life uh, beyond helping others find their way?
0: Other than helping others find their way. Well, the thing is, I would say that my passion is with helping others. But another reason why I do that is because I think it's really important to learn from others because you have to think introspectively with your own growth. And I feel like if I didn't do the things that I currently do, I wouldn't broaden my perspective and understand a better way to take care of myself from learning other people's experiences. So I think that's a big part of it. Other things that I do to fulfill myself is art. I am a huge advocate for the arts, and so I grew up playing violin, Probably, it's probably been about 13 to 15 years, but I also love doing graphic design, uh, listening to music, I also write poetry, uh, and oh, I actually published my first poetry book earlier this year.
1: Oh, congratulations. Thanks. What's the name of it?
0: It is called The Little Things.
1: The Little Things, okay. I have a lot of stuff to check out after this, so yeah. I'm excited to, to look into all this. Um, so we recently had an artist on, and he had some pretty cool responses about the way he viewed life through his art. And one of the things I asked him, um, which I actually think might be interesting to ask you, is what what fascinates you more? Like the grand scale of the universe and the vast vastness and how big everything is? Or are you more fascinated by the small... Th- connective tissue elements of life, like the, the minute, small details, what what fascinates you more?
0: You know, that's definitely a hard question. I feel like it's a combination of the two. And I think to be successful and be a more well-rounded person and artist, you have to be able to juggle the two. I would say I'm probably more fascinated by how the little things contribute to the bigger picture. So uh-huh. I tend to start on the macro level and then niche down to the small things that really interest me.
1: Okay. So it seems like you're a very success minded person. Um, I don't know if this question's too big or not, but but what do you look at and what would you define success as? So when someone's living life, how would you evaluate them and say that person is successful? What? What goes into that?
0: Mm. Yeah, successful is one of those funny things where everyone has their own meaning of it. And I wouldn't go as far as saying, oh, you're successful as long as you're just X or Y or Z. It's a combination of everything. So I think whatever someone's priorities are, if you're able to fulfill those top priorities, then you're successful. So for someone, that could mean having... A lot of money if that's a priority to them for other people it could be having a fulfilling career but in another sense a lot of people have been tying success to what their career success is and a big thing i want to emphasize is that your success in life doesn't isn't equivalent to your success in a career so you have to look at your life as a whole and so for me some priorities are my relationships my family and my health. And so if I'm able to take care of all those things, in addition to my career, then I would say I'm successful.
1: Okay, I really like that. So success is relative. It's not what society arbitrarily defines as success. Is that kind of what you're saying?
0: Yes, exactly.
1: Okay, Yeah, I like that. Um, very nice. Okay, so I'm going to ask you a few more kind of along those same sort of questions of the universe and um, fascination stuff just to kind of get it what you think about things? Because I, I'm really enjoying your your view on life. So.
0: Oh, thank you. Yeah, no, go for it. I am an open book.
1: Okay. Okay. And um, so are you the type of person that I, I guess, like with your viewpoints on things, um, it seems like you have a lot of insight. Are you the type of person that people come to often for insights on things?
0: <laughs> yeah, I would definitely say so. Um, so I'm the youngest of a in a family of five people. And I actually grew up being the person that everyone went to for advice. Um, And actually, that's kind of how my podcast started. It's from friends who had not graduated college yet asking me for my insight on how I felt about post-grad life.
1: Okay, that's cool. Are you comfortable giving advice to those people who are strangers to you. Um, A lot of times when we give advice, it's based on how well we know the person, but are you comfortable giving advice to those people you've just met?
0: I am. However, I always make sure to let them know that what I might perceive could be a good idea for them might not actually be what works best because I know that I don't know them. So I'll just let them know like, oh, this is my opinion based on what you've told me. But I never ever say that you know, this one answer works for everyone. I think you have to, it's helpful to seek advice from people and then see which parts of it actually apply to you.
1: Okay. Man. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> I'm about ready to bring some questions uh, to you that are more applicable to myself. But um, that's that's awesome. I really like that view on things as well. Okay, so speaking about you... Um, And and kind of your abilities. It looks. It sounds like you have an awesome outlook on things. Um, Do you feel like you have a good plan for yourself in life? Um, And if so, do you feel like you're on track with that plan?
0: Oh man, plans are a funny thing because they never go as planned. (laughs) Um, So (laughs) the thing is, like, you can plan as much as you want, but you know, opportunities come up that sometimes you don't expect are a possibility, and so. I would say my my life plan has changed many times. When I first graduated from college, I studied media and cultural studies with an emphasis on business. And I was assuming maybe I'd work in advertisement or something like that. I ended up working in marketing and doing in-house graphic design work. And then now I left that space and then now working on my podcast, writing, and just trying to learn what it takes to run a business. And so- Okay,
1: so yeah, those plan- Okay, go ahead, uh, going. I was
0: just gonna say like, those things weren't as planned, but I think my overarching goal in terms of what would make me happy has stayed the same. It's just the avenue for that changes. And I think that happens with a lot of people.
1: Okay. So it sounds like you're pretty adaptable. Um, you have that long range view, but the the details are things that can be moved around and it doesn't throw you off too bad.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Yeah, a lot of us struggle with the idea of our plans being derailed, even though like the large goal is still in play. Sometimes mm-hmm. we're worried about the, yeah, the actual path. So that's great. Um, so it sounds like you are you're good at a lot of things. Is there anything that you look at, at what you're capable of and you wish that you were better at or something that you've attempted to get into and it's just not there, it's just not happening and um, you've either abandoned but you, you still kind of wish you could do it. Um, not not speaking on failures exactly, but uh, maybe abilities or skills. or Is there something that you feel like you could be better at that you wish you were?
0: Yeah. Um, so it's funny that you say that I'm adaptable uh, because I guess... You could say from an outside perspective, it seems that way. But when uh-huh. you're the actual person adapting to it, you're kind of freaking out as you're doing it. So I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not this graceful person who just sees change. I'm like, oh, okay, let's just go with that. Um, no, I, I totally do freak out. I, I get, I'm a very anxious okay. person um, because of my anxiety. So I would say that I'm always trying to work on that. Um, because it's it's so easy to freak out, but I think talking myself down and boiling it down to what's important to me is something that I'm continually working on. But as for fun things, uh, like fun skills that I wish I was better at, I would definitely say singing, because um, I'm not great. <laughs> <laughs> um, and drawing. I, my mom's an artist, and I don't think I any of those genes passed down where I can actually draw well, I can trace well and I can do graphic <laughs> design, but that's about it.
1: Okay, Speaking of your family, are you pretty close with everyone in your family still?
0: Yeah, uh, for us it's like we've with with all families, you know you have a different history, and I think with mine, once all of us became adults, we started to view life in a more similar way because when you have siblings for instance who are a few years apart you're at different parts of your life for a lot of it when you're kids like someone's in elementary school someone's a teenager and someone's in college so mm-hmm. you're you're navigating different things and so once all of us kind of hit our 20s i think that's when we started to see that we were we had a very common way of dealing with situations and navigating what's best for us
1: okay that's great. And then uh, what else do you do for fun? Um, I, you, you mentioned a couple of little small things, but what are your, kind of your go-to relaxation activities?
0: like hmm, go-tos. Well, I think it's safe to say everyone loves to eat. Uh-huh. So I would say – so I, I, I mean I love – checking out new restaurants and stuff like that but uh, I'm like I mentioned I have a dog I'm an I'm a dog enthusiast so I actually spend a lot of my time um bring bringing my dog to a bunch of different places like dog parks or I I've tried taking him hiking that's something that I loved doing that I'm trying to get back into doing Okay. Um, but other than that, I I meditate. I throw myself into watching documentaries and movies, and the media and cultural studies side of me still pulls me to analyze it versus enjoy it. So, uh, it's a it's a funny balance. Okay,
1: so the last important question before I go to my typical closer questions: uh, What kind of dog and what what's its name?
0: So his name is Ollie. He is a Schnauzer, Terrier, Corgi, Jindo mix. He's okay. about one and a half now.
1: Okay. And is it the first dog that you've had since you've been kind of on your own? Uh,
0: yeah. Okay. Definitely is. It's it's a big responsibility.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they are. Okay. So the last two questions I typically ask, um, mm-hmm. the, the first one is what annoys you? And this isn't like the grand scale stuff, like uh, that that should distress everybody, but the kind of things that you let bother you that maybe you're choosing to let bother you kind of what are the annoying little things that, that eat at you?
0: Hmm. That's a hard question. <laughs> That's a really hard question. <laughs> For a lot of uh, people,
1: it's like the way others drive or, or things like that, but.
0: Oh man. Yeah. That that used to bother me when I lived in Southern California. Well, once I moved back to NorCal, I became a lot more chill about it. If anything, uh-huh. I think I get annoyed of people who either think they know everything or people who are ignorant, but aren't willing to learn.
1: Okay. Yeah. So willful ignorance. That's a, mm-hmm. that's a good one. Yeah. All right. Well, on the flip side of that, what can turn your mood into a good one right away? What, what's the thing that just makes you happy?
0: Oh man. Uh, just honestly, it's just having conversations with people. I think it's always interesting to hear, you know, people from different walks of life just talk to you. And so I'm so since I'm from the Bay Area, I take BART a lot. And I'm not one of those creepy weirdos who will start a conversation like every single time. But it's a delightful surprise when you hit it off with someone and you end up having a great conversation.
1: Yeah. And that's... I, I love that too. I think that's the whole reason I'm doing this. So Yeah. It's um, a podcaster thing. Okay. So is there... Yeah, it is. It is. Is there anything that we didn't cover that you'd like us to know about you?
0: Um, no, I think we got about everything with your questions.
1: Okay. And so you mentioned at the beginning, but I just want to give you another chance to repeat it so people can check it out. Um, is, if there's anything you've got going on that you would like to um, kind of highlight or promote and tell us where we can find your stuff. Uh, we'll put it in the show notes as well, but it's good to kind of remind people where, where can we find your stuff?
0: Okay. So, um, I have a few different websites, but all of them are linked together on Victoria D So my last name okay. is spelled N G U Y E N on there. You can find information about my book, the little things, my blog told by Jato and everything that has to do with adulting with Vicky. Perfect.
1: And, and again, that'll be in the show notes. So thank you very much for coming on. It was a fantastic conversation. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, I definitely did. And, uh, yeah, that was, that was great.
0: Yeah, no, thank you so much for the opportunity. It was fun.
1: When my demons are- Thanks for listening to Have We Met. If you want to find us online, you can go to our website, which is havewemet.net. You'll find information there on how to apply to come on the show. All you need to do is give us a name and the times in which you're available to record. We'll reach out and work it out with you. You don't need any fancy equipment. Uh, You probably already have everything you need. We'll let you know. Um, You can also find us on Facebook, which is facebook.com slash havewemetshow. Or on Instagram at HaveWeMetShow. The music from our show is Demons by Will Turpin. That's found on his solo album, Serengeti Drivers. You can get it pretty much anywhere they're selling music online um, or directly from his website, willturpin.com.